It's the Saturday Friends Club. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to the Saturday Friends Club. It's your collection of friends over here talking on the internet. It's a it's a novel idea. Not many people are doing it. You, you lightly deflated there, real, real well. I I was just coming up, just being like, hey, you know, it's the thing. Hey, yeah, we're on the internet. You probably have like eight or nine of these. Yeah. There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a few. You know, it, it happens. Like, this is the fourth wave of podcasts. Like, that's been around for, like, 15 years. You know, Serial made everybody go crazy for, you know, just, like, murder mystery. And, you know, Harmontown caused a whole bunch of people to do, like, D&D podcasts. So, uh, we're riding out some sort of nostalgia wave, I guess. Right. Anyway, yeah. this is the Saturday Friends Club. We talk about this, stuff we used to watch. This is sold on our charisma alone. Yes. I am Josh. Sabrina's here. Sup? We've got Eric. I'm here. We've got Martin. Yo. We're talking critic. The critic. Not to be construed with the nostalgia critic, who is a nice man, who seems like I would want to have him on the show every once in a while, considering the fact that our interests seem to be parallel. Mm. No, this is the this is the cartoon of the 90s uh, with and, one... And boy is it of the 90s. <laughs> with, yes. With sir. one John Lovitz, Nancy Cartwright, Christine Kavanaugh, uh, directed by Lauren McMullen and Greg Vanzo. This is my suggestion. This is a Josh pick. This is my pick. Uh, this is my... This was a lot of my, like... A lot of the transition from childhood comedy to adult comedy was this. This is very much, I mean, on, besides the fact that they literally cross over and have most of the same people, this is very much a, like, bizarro Simpson. And I think I had the same thing. The Simpsons is, like, bridges that gap. What's funny is that I wasn't, when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons, but I think I was allowed to watch this. Mm. And I think it was just because Bart was just, like, such an anti-Athorian, like, Really? Like, I, I always character. I always see, I hear that that was a thing about it. It's like, oh, yeah, he's, like, the rebellious kid, but, like... Maybe early on, I feel like the, I feel like they dropped that conceit fairly quickly. I'm sure that they did. Like it was one of those things where, like, granted, I should probably say like my parents weren't that controlling, but it was just one of those things of like, oh no, you shouldn't watch that. And I was like, okay, I'm a good boy. I won't, mom. I've met plenty of people who've all said that. Like, oh, my parents never let me watch The Simpsons, and then I'm like, really? And I get to link them like classic Simpsons, and they were, they they regret not having seen it earlier. Yeah. Um, I mean, my parents let me let me watch Beavis and Butthead. So. <laughs> oh yeah, that one was totally Ren and Stimpy was off my list. Even that... though even though Ren and Stimpy was on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, I think, is the only one of those who like. I think maybe they actually there is something to that. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, I think my dad went, well, they have her watching Ren and Snippy on Nickelodeon, so I guess it doesn't matter if she's watching Beavis and Butthead. Lost yeah. cause at this point. <laughs> yeah. I think I, my parents were very much adamant about us watching the history so that we could learn about history. The Hitler Channel? Before it was the yeah. proper history, like the Hitler Channel. You Back know, when, when it was Modern Marvels and a couple of different well, other shows. It was just, I remember, like, when it was, like, daytime history channel was just, like, wall-to-wall, -wall, like, black-and-white World War II documentaries yes. narrated by, like, dry British narrators, and we loved it. So, this week, uh, as I said, The Critic, uh, yep. it was a mm -hmm. lot of my growing up of just, you know, that transition into just, like, oh, I can enjoy, like, adult humor that isn't just, like, slapstick comedy and, like, you know... And it's odd because this show is incredibly New York. Oh, it's oh. it's a love letter to New York. Yes, it is. and it, it, it's the two spheres of, like, New York humor and, like, 
very like hyper current pop culture, especially movies. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is like an odd one. Like it's a very it's a niche interest. I think. Yes. So let's go ahead and get into it. This is my pick. We have three episodes that we have for us. So we're going to start with Sherman, Woman and Child, move on to All the Duke's Men, and finally Siskel and Ebert and Jay and Alice. By the way, you can find all these on YouTube. Yep. So yep. they are easy to collect. Uh, I actually, Sabrina was very nice, and for Christmas she got me a DVD set of The Critic, and Ooh. it does not work. Wait, what? It does not work. I put it into the CD player of both my computer and also my PS4, and both of those would not run it. Very strange. Yes, so uh, it's probably... I feel fine about telling you to go into YouTube and find these episodes because they are out there, uh, and the D- and the DVD is not worth it, it seems. <laughs> maybe you just got a bum one. I don't know, maybe. Like, I'm sure that they printed these DVDs like 10 years ago, so... <laughs> it stinks. Yeah, more or less. All right, well, let's get into it. Well, let's go ahead and start off with The Critic. All right, this is good times, good feelings, enjoying that, that nice... That, like, subdued little intro there gets you, it gets you going there. Uh, you know, starts off nice and smooth and starts jazzing up there by the end. And then mm-hmm. and then you have to remember the events of 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> oh, As the is... twin towers are just glaring at you, just yeah. remind you. It's like, you want to have fun, right? Never forget, never forget in early media. Nope. I mean, it gives you, like, a good, like, point to for you to figure out when something was filmed right yeah. versus like if you see the twin towers in the new york skyline if you don't see the twin towers in the new york skyline it, that's how you age this is how we age films now because of one terrible incident all right well the critic is an american primetime animated series revolving around the life of new york film critic jay sherman Voiced by actor John Lovitz. I mean, we previously saw him as a radio, so... We did. Yeah. Uh, it was created by writing partners Al Jean and Mike Rees, who had previously worked as writers and showrunners from season three and four of The Simpsons. Ooh. The critic had 23 episodes produced, first broadcast on ABC in 1994, and finishing its original run on Fox in 1995. According to Pop Matters, the creator said they intended the series to be a love letter to... And, boy, and it, it shows. It is. <laughs> uh, let's see. The episodes featured movie parodies with notable examples, including the, a musical version of Apocalypse Now, <laughs> Howard Stern's End, called Howard's End, Honey, I Ate the Kids, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids slash Silence of the Lambs, The Cockroach King, The Lion King, Abe Lincoln Pet Detective, You Can Take a Guess, Scent of a Jackass, and Scent of a Wolfman. <laughs> Yes, sent, sent to both with Al Pacino still. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the show often res- referenced popular movies such as Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and The Godfather and routinely lampooned actin- actor Marlon Brando. Yeah, they, they have a lot of fun with Schwarzenegger, <laughs> yeah. Brando, and... Uh, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Well, Orson Welles is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a monument for, in this movie. <laughs> I was also going to say, they also do a lot of like Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise yep. jokes yeah. in this one. They yeah, do. they did. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the, 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 like, the sequel to... Uh, the sequel to like 12... Or which, which one was it they did? 
it, you know, it was like the, the riff, riff, riffing on the fact that like at this point, like Jack Nicholson and Christian Slater are like basically identical. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a freaking minor bird? You think I am? <laughs> um, yeah, we should talk about that before we get to the specific episodes. I know Eric and I have like, especially the uh, the one with Orson Welles. Like, oh there's God. the super cut of the Orson Welles of well, just like. I, I'm gonna say this is th- this show is this features heavily one of my favorite voice actors, and I'm sure some of you listening recognize the name is Maurice Lamarche. Mm-hmm. He is all over this show, and he's in like he's at full power. Yeah. Also did the voice of the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, it, brain's voice. If you don't, if if you've been under a rock and don't re- know, it, like. His brain voice is his Orson Welles parody. So when he does Orson Welles in this show, it sounds exactly like brain. When he's riffing on like Orson Welles' Twilight career, <laughs> Twilight years of career. But yeah, we have that just like Rudd. Yes, yeah. Rosebud, Frozen Peas. <laughs> I, I I was remembering. The, I, I always remember the one of him like like they're they're showing a film festival of Orson Welles commercials and and. It's, Bluto Brothers wine, sensibly priced at a dollar a jug. <laughs> now for a little magic, I'll make this bottle disappear. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so they do a lot of riffing on Orson Welles, especially his like his late career where he's just doing a lot of food commercials. <laughs> I mean, poor guy, but you know. But then you also like watch the actual videos of his commercials, especially though. So, it's such a spot on. Like they, they are not exaggerating by much. Yes, it is. There, there are a lot of like really smart riffs inside of here that I, I still love and I go back to. Yeah. Um, all right, so um, let's do this. Let's go ahead and start the episodes proper. Uh, as said, we're going to start with Sherman, Woman, and Child. Uh, let's see if I can pull the storyline here. Plot summary. DB open. I will say also the, the, the voice for Duke, who we'll get to in a minute, is this Charles Napier. He's another character. He's another guy. I don't think you hear about quite as much, but he has voiced everything and and everything. He's been on TV shows and movies since like the late '60s, uh, and he's the voice of Jay Sherman's boss in this show. Uh, he's fantastic as well. See, I'm trying to pull it up. This is riveting podcasting. I, I know. know. I guess IMDb doesn't have an individual breakdown. I'll just have to remember everything. Yay! This will be difficult. And, and, and trim that out. <laughs> um. Actually, I, I would I did want to start with I have I have a fun tidbit, Josh, which I think you'll get a laugh out of. Okay. So like I didn't see this show as a kid, I I only saw it like relatively recently. And what blew my mind was there's the Simpsons episode. We should say up front. There's a crossover between the two, which was arranged and like apparently it was somewhat controversial at the time. Like it was it's a weird concept to cross over the two. But I had only ever seen the Simpsons episode. I'd never like when I w- first saw it. You know I'm like six or seven or I guess I saw it in reruns I, I you know I'm still very young I didn't know the critic was a show and so I thought I thought for a while like Jay Sherman was a real film critic and, and it makes sense considering the fact that they also bring in real film critics right and I thought like I mean I, I get the idea like this is clearly a cartoon version of him but I thought like is he like a real guy that they're just like riffing on oh no he's this weird bizarro character in another tv show I didn't I didn't realize it until much later yeah, he he's just he's like an amalgamation of just like New York, but like a, the he's in New York. He's a film critic. He's just kind of like this salty individual. He's he's George Costanza, really. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah. It's I I always thought he, I thought for a while he was real, and then later I heard of the critic. Like, oh, oh I get it now. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So I'm just gonna put this together. Uh, so what we have in so starting with Sherman, woman and child. Uh, we start with Jay Sherman. Pretty much, he's 
out and about. He's, uh, I recall that he's uh, in a taxi at, at the beginning of the scene and then counters a woman and child out on the street while, you know, it's just raining cats and dogs. Uh, he offers to be like, hey, go ahead and, and jump into the, uh, jump into this taxi with me since, you know, it's raining and everything. And she's just this nice kind of like lady with a southern accent, which was part of the reason that, uh, that you know, I was a little southern boy at the time and it was rather... <laughs> she speaks for me. Well, you know, there was there was a little bit of... there. There's not a lot of TV shows that actually feature people with southern accents that isn't like... King of the Hill is probably like the only other thing that comes up. Dallas? I, I would that was way past okay. my time. Yeah. Uh, she well, they even make a joke about that. Where like she's getting she's being offered a job with with Dukes uh, with Jay Sherman's boss, and he's like, "It's good to see someone else like uh, from the south and like is not who's not being represented as some horrible stereotype." And then hits a button, and like Duke has a <laughs> has a like jug band animatronic setup like that comes out of his wall, and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like. They're, they're like the country bears from Disney. Yes. <laughs> What's great? They show up later. Yes. Yeah, they're like they're built into his office because he's such a he's such a hick. Oh, it's just like he's he's like a millionaire hick. It's it's he's yeah. essentially Duke is supposed to be based off of Ted Turner. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, and it's the episode kind of starts like the so Alice, who is the character that uh, that um, they introduce here, wasn't introduced in season one, and pretty much starts off and plays off as Jay's love interest. Right, and she she's like she's a single mother with her daughter trying to make it in New York, and the she you know she she falls in with with uh, with Jay and everything, and she becomes she's like kind of like an assistant as well. Mm-hmm. At least yep. starting off. Yeah, starting off as kind of just a helpful assistant to him um, because he, she's like, ah, I just need some work. And he's like, okay, well, sure, but be be my assistant. That could work. I could I could pay you fine. And she's like, no, I don't want you to just give me, like, just to help me out. And I'm like, no, seriously, I'll do it. Like, I need some help because I'm having problems over at the show and maybe an assistant will help. And she's like, well, how about we start with your wardrobe? Because he dresses, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he, he dresses like George Costanza. Yeah, he dresses all day in a sweater vest and he has to constantly have hair sprayed on his head. I, I Well, we should say also that, like, his, his day job is that he, he has a, like, a critic like, TV show. Coming it's, attractions. It's very clearly, it's it's a Skull and Ebert's show that, he, that they're par- parodying. And it'll always start, it'll always start with, like, He's doing. He's using a preview from a new movie, which is a parody of an existing movie that came out at the time, and they usually hate it because it's terrible and it stinks. Yes, yeah. it is. A, that is his tagline. Um, and yeah, all the movies are generally like a mashup of all, of those collections that I've showed before. Fra- Just Fra- these Frau Doubtfire with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> You're clearly him. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> look at my bo- look at my bosom. They're actually grenades. Um, yeah, it's so they'll do is like this movie. Like every episode has multiple contemporary movie references, and so it, ma- it makes it, it dates the show like very like a lot. It dates the show, but also if you like are even mildly into movies that like they don't do that deep of cuts, so you're probably heard of these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, so Alice and he get together, uh, but you know they're just kind of they're. She's got employment through him, and they're starting to work together. There's definitely the scene where he's uh, put on a like he's on a nice suit, and he's like, "All right, now time for me to." Uh, I was going to give you a uh, analysis and critique of this movie, but I think it's time for a dance. Just comes up, then just starts strutting and just dancing yeah, in front of the camera. Duke's lo- comes in, just going like, "Holy hell, these ratings are great." 
<laughs> yeah, the constant running thing is his show is constantly failing and everyone hates it. Uh, so they, they, they riff on that pretty, pretty frequently. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. So, uh, and then it's, it's at this point that uh, everything's going good. Jay's uh, happy. To which point Cyrus comes to town. Uh-oh. Cyrus being Alice's ex-husband, whom she has a problem. See, he's a dirtbag. He's a recording artist from Nashville who has recorded such songs as I Am Cheating on My Wife, Alice. <laughs> um, and, but she has the problem where if he picks up a guitar and he starts singing, just she just melts. Right. She can't help herself. Like, he's just, he's got that kind of romantic turn to himself. He's, he's just like, she can't stay mad at he's, him. He's got that Merle Haggard going. Mm-hmm. So, meets him. Jay's like, ah, oh, oh, okay, it's you. You're way better looking than big schlubby weird me. Uh, he starts pulling out the guitar to Alice, and Alice is like, no, please. Oh, he's doing it. I can't. And all of a sudden, Jay shows up with a with a like accordion. They, they have a second. It comes down to Jay kind of makes a contrite like, you know, make whatever decision is best for you, and that that it's like. This is back when, like, a 90s comedy show like The Simpsons could be largely jokes, but it would end on a relatively, like... Serious. Yeah, on a serious yeah. point. Opposed to just being, like, whatever ending... I haven't seen a Simpsons, like, episode in the past ten years, Oh, I God, feel. classic Simpsons, like, Simpsons 3, 10? Some people cut it off at 9 or even 8, but I'd say up to season 10, just, like, that's, like, that 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 was the peak. What what are they even now? Uh, just weird amalgamations or pop culture stuff. Like they very clearly had a shift at some point. Like there were years where they were just running out of ideas. I'm, I'm, I'll, well, I thought it stopped for a period of time and then they brought it back. Well, but they also for there was a period where they were running out of ideas and then there was a period where Family Guy was their number one competitor. So the show became more like Family Guy. Very strange Whoa. and bad. And, um, I heard like the worst episode was one where like Lady Gaga was on and like it just made no sense. There were, yeah, it, the show is okay. I, I I'll just I'll end the discussion there because many people have written and spilled much internet ink about discussing what why The Simpsons went bad and what and, like when it went bad. So let's say they have been bad. The show has been like unwatchable as far as I'm concerned for a long time. People uh, people on the internet having opinions. Yeah, of yeah, I know it's Oof. shocking. Oh man. But no, I I have actually read good, like thoughtful analysis. Uh, but it will, uh, but many people have taken up that tack before. Um, and for the most part, at the end of this episode, Alice and Jay kind of have a like, yeah, you know, let's let's try it out. Let's try that. You know, they have a nice like beginnings of a like adult kind of relationship going. I should say this is the first episode of season two. It is. So this is kind of setting up that as an arc throughout the, for the rest of the show. And more or less, people. Uh, so season two is their first full season on Fox, to which they make a few jokes of like, "You're watching Fox. Shame on you." Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, they they start doing a lot of those jokes. Also because like I think ABC fully canceled them after like six episodes. <laughs> Like, they just gave it no time. Also, I was reading the reason for that was because ABC was, like, nearly completely full of sitcoms at the time. Oh, they are so, trying to uh, cut some weight. Yeah, it's just like, well, we got all these sitcoms. Here's a cartoon. And people are like, I'm not going to watch a cartoon. Give me another sitcom. <laughs> so, uh, um, which is funny because, like, this is also an era in which they were also lampooning sitcoms being shitty. Yeah. But, of course, everybody was making sitcoms because Friends was the biggest thing. Well, Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh. Okay. This is this is mid-90s. Like, it, Seinfeld is still, like, the king. Oh, okay. Um, and so that pretty much takes care of that one. So oh, can... and Cheers and stuff like that. But 
Is was Cheers still going on at that time? Late like mid nineties? I thought that that ended like late eighties. I'm not sure. Let's find out what time. Either way, Danza Woody Harrelson's doing. career did not end there, thankfully. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so coming up next, we're going to do. Uh, we're going to jump forward, and then later we're going to jump back. It's time to talk about Duke. It's Martin's favorite character. Oh, he's such a boy. good. He's so great. <laughs> Duke is very, very good. Duke is a crazy, crazy man. This is he this is. is Charles Napier doing the voice. If you hear it, you're like, oh, I recognize him. Yes. Yeah. And but, this feels a lot. This is also one that kind of ties a tiny bit into modern times. I mean, oh, just a little bit. There's a little bit of a uh, a little bit of <laughs> some, a crossing arc here. Some parallels here. I, oh like, yes. Is th- I think this episode and the next one both have riffs on California being on fire and or beset by natural disasters like woo very very timely yes. yeah that 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 image of like welcome to LA and it's just on fire and we're like oh, <laughs> oh. I'm pretty sure they made a comment about why is California even part of America yeah, yeah. which I thought was really rude <laughs> But of course, that's what New Yorkers would say. Oh, yeah. of course. Of course. Um, but anyway, uh, if, uh, if you don't mind. No, I'll... go ahead and you take it. Sure. So, plot of the episode, Duke runs for president of the United States and hires Jay to be his campaign manager. Um, but this kind of happens a little bit after um, uh, Jay's son, what name? Uh... Yeah, is he established in, I think he, uh, Jay has a son who looks Marty, Marty Sherman. Sherman. That looks exactly like him from, a pr- from his previous yes. marriage. Yes. And this is another point where uh, they specifically tried to make a, like, make the critic as opposite the Simpsons as possible, mm-hmm. whereas the critic is a family that includes, a, a, like, a rude to uh, boy like this is a divorced like this is a divorced man and woman couple where the son is super nice and just like a real sweetie. Yeah, yeah. he's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's an average kid that wants to become oh. president of the eighth grade. Yes, he does. Well, he goes to he goes to like the UN school. Yep. <laughs> which is, yeah, which is weird. Yeah, which you get some pretty hilarious visual um, visual gags here. A lot, of, a lot of lot of stereotypes. Oh God, a lot of stereotypes. I was gonna say like Mags mentioned this and they can't be here today. Uh, but yeah, this this show is rife with. Well, okay, well, I'll, I'll make this as part of the macro point. But we'll get to it. Like the the rampant ethnic stereotyping, mm-hmm. which I feel like was just a '90s thing. But yeah, uh, it's I mean, when you watch the show, it's like, woo, okay. Not to mention a lot of like the gay fear mongering. Yeah, yeah. I'll say like between like ethnic stereotyping and gay panic in this show is all over the place. Oh yes. So basically, the episode kind of starts out with that initial arc with um, Jay helping out Marty um, in, in running for president, and so Jay um, actually ends up writing Marty's speech, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so he um, does a speech where basically, and there's these three. So it goes into the debate, and then there's another kid that's running. There's um, there's Marty, and then there was like another um, drop cast uh, drop cast dude. I don't remember who it was, but anyway. So they're they're going through there, and so the whole way in which uh, Marty's able to win is with that speech, and it's like all talking about how he's like an average kid. He's a kid of the people, man. <laughs> well, this this gets uh, this gets back to like Duke decides to yeah also run for president as well. Yeah, a rich media mogul running for president. Okay, mm-hmm. that could never happen. Can yeah. we discuss the fact that uh, he he also spoke Klingon? Yes, on top uh, of all a, the other language, I, he also spoke. Yeah, Klingon. there's a way to be able to relate with all the different kids of the school. There's like um like some Klingon kids. Yeah, there's yeah, there's, the Klingon there's kids. some Klingon kids. There's the, the stereotypical African kids. There's the stereotypical Hispanic kids. Yeah. Thank you for uh, tell them thank you for having pizza. Thank you for the pizza. And the parent is also Klingon. It's amazing. That was was fantastic. I love that one. That was a great bit. Um, And so when he he actually ends up winning and becomes president of the eighth grade, and then there's basically the concurrent arc of Marty trying to be an eighth grade president and build the um, 
uh, build this float for the parade, and then Duke, with all of his shenanigans and trying to be and trying to uh, become president, and uh, Jay, of course, becomes his. Uh, and Jay is kind of strong armed into becoming Duke's speechwriter. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is like their election episode because yes. this is in 1996. Mm-hmm. So this is the 96 election, so there are they 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 have a good Ross Perot riff. Oh God, <laughs> which is like which is like if you know anything, if, if anyone else is like what you watch that if you know about Ross Perot, it's like it's a like slam dunk uh, riff on him. He's trapped in traffic and he's like, I can't get the I can't get the speech roll. Like, what's going on up there? And he's like, Gridlock. Gridlock. Because that that was something that, I mean, Ross Perot was an ins- it was and still is a totally insane person. Mm-hmm. That was one of his big catchphrases. It was like, Gridlock, gotta get rid of this Gridlock here. <laughs> he's, he's a tight... And I, I'm that that is actually what he sounds like. He's a tiny elf man. Yep. Oh, God, that was great. I'm Ross Perot. I'm really rich. I've never heard of him. No, oh, this also features another good J uh, J thing. You're watching Fox. Give us ten minutes. We'll give you an ass. <laughs> yeah, remember like they, I don't know if it's this one or this one, but they have a riff about how like Fox is all stereotypical black comedies. Remember that was the thing, like when Fox was meant to, like they're making a riff on like. Fox trying to appeal to like African Americans. Were they, were they the ones that had um what was the, what was like the SNL of the nineties? I think it was Mad. SNL. Not Mad TV. There was a different one. It was the one that Jim Carrey uh, played on. Uh, in Living Color. Oh yeah, oh, in Living Fox? Color. I don't remember if it was Fox. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, let me see if I can find out. But um. Yeah, they, they also make a joke about killing Newt Gingrich, which I was down with. They had uh, so yes. they had the scene you were talking about. Uh, so later they're just like, okay, well we got to make this float for school. You know, <laughs> it's gonna be a, a real thing. And like, so let's get together. Let's all start working for it. And all the kids are like, oh, no, we don't want to do this. We just elected you. Now you, you do it. So which is so yeah, Marty has to make the entire float himself. Which yep. which leads to this of Marty saying, but all they want to do is goof off and eat candy. And Jay goes, well, son, as president, you're above that. Fat, uh, like look back in time, Ronald Reagan. I do solemnly swear as your president, I will goof off and eat candy four more years. Four, four more years. years. <laughs> <laughs> they also so they had the riff on Clinton and oh, this no, that's right. Oh, the, the, the eighth grade debate. One, the, the, it's like one kid. Marty and Michael Dukakis. Yeah, don't matter. There we go. That was Michael Dukakis. <laughs> Trying to and, even, and even they all hated him. <laughs> yes. So all bad. the kids boo him. <laughs> <laughs> you stink! And then there's a there's another hilarious bit as um uh, as Duke is doing all of his um, all of his campaign stuff where I think it was like a little president show that they do, or am I thinking of an episode? No, this is something that he has in his in his house. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um so then um with uh, with Duke Doing all of his various campaign speeches and doing, including the campaign speech to the uh, to the undead or the zombies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're showing his various campaign speeches, and like one of them is like at the at the like zombie like yeah. super PAC convention. And he's like, I will give you access to more brains than you've ever had previously. All the zombies go. And he's got like a bone podium. I like that they show Doris out there. Yeah, yeah. Doris, what are you doing here? Trying to find a husband. <laughs> Yeah, they're uh, they're like makeup. The, the the show like makeup artist is this older like chain smoking kind of older older woman who's vo- voiced by Lindsay Doris from The Simpsons. And it's just like they're constantly just like, "How are you still alive?" <laughs> <laughs> she's usually like she's usually like 
being down on Jay. I forget yeah. which episode it was where she does the where she does the uh, like thing where the ghost comes out. Well, no, she's like she's like everyone everyone's got a special talent, and it's like I can make smoke animals, and she like blows the smoke, <laughs> and it turns into like a demon face, and it just goes. TikTok, Doris. And this person's like, that was supposed to be a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, then then another thing that happens is that Duke marries June Lockhart. Yes. yes. <laughs> so in order Ooh. to kind of appeal to the to his base as more of a family man, he essentially uh, marries Duke, I'm sorry, marries... Um, June Lockhart. June Lockhart. And, yeah. um, and as she says, because he agreed to bring everybody back who was lost in space, even Dr. Smith... <laughs> <laughs> Which is a deep Lost in Space yeah. reference. Real oh, deep pull. Very deep. But, um, so that's uh, that's the arc that continues on. And then, uh, subsequently, uh, Marty is able to complete the float just in time. Unfortunately, instead of being the statue of George Washington, it ends up being... A giant ass. It's, yes. it's all he's finished is just the <laughs> hind legs and ass of the horse. Give Pretty us, much. And which is the give us ten minutes, we'll give you an ass. Yep. <laughs> so perfect, perfect follow up there. And um, as the parade is kind of going on, you see a couple of other smattering of floats. Um, so well, it gets lit on fire. Yeah, they, yeah. And so um, eventually the float gets uh, lit on fire, then burns down. It's just, just and then glorious. crashes <laughs> into the Cats <laughs> musical. Oh, it's like and nothing of value was lost. <laughs> Sabrina was so sad to hear that. Uh, oh yeah, this show's taking shots. Yes, it was taking some great shots. <laughs> and so at this point, we have a little bit of uh, we have a thing where I think Jay is experiencing some sort of burnout with this of just like you keep promising all these things, but you can't. Well, Jay yeah. like, fancies himself like a principled person, and uh, Duke is just saying whatever he needs to get votes. Pretty much. So he eventually pulls out. He stop. He says to stop for it, and then. Duke starts speaking his mind. Yes. Yeah. I'm Duke Phillips, and from now on, I'm speaking my own mind. First, I'll tell you what I'm really going to do as president. I'll run this country like I run my company. I'm going to raid the pension fund, drop chemicals in the oceans, and sell our best assets to the Japanese. Ronald Reagan. Ooh, looks like Reaganautics is making a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes full He goes full Republican. Yeah. Um, Half of you states are in the toilets, but you're not coming out. New York, you know what I'm talking about. California, kiss your smoggy butt. Goodbye, New England. You're going back to old England. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. Oh, I don't oh, want God. that. <laughs> God, this bit. More poison. Oh, don't I mind if I to. do. I almost, you almost had me there. Look, that's that's a little, that's like a real deep British thing where like the, you know, Prince Charles is trying to kill his mother. <laughs> <laughs> more poison, I mean more tea. I don't mind if I do. You almost had me there. <laughs> and the Duke just like, well, that's my speech now. If you excuse me, I'll have to put on some leather and go get spanked. Vote for Duke. Good night. <laughs> but and rides off on a horse. Yes. Essentially. So fortunately, at the end of the day, Duke doesn't win. Wait, this is a weird timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll post that. I also like we should say that in this episode... Um, they have the Apocalypse Wow bit, which is like one of my favorite parodies in the show. Well, the movie, Jay's like, this week reviewing the new Francis Ford Coppola musical, Apocalypse Wow. And uh, I love that scene. He's I not see. so bad, he's just an odd man. <laughs> and how he ends with a like Duke commercial. Get that off my show. <laughs> so, yeah, this is... Uh, this is like a, a, an episode about because I think that was that was a that was a contemporary thing was a a, a crazy independent candidate upsetting the the natural order of the two party system. Yep, because that was Ross Perot. It, it was yeah. Because they riff on 
who came closer than other independent candidates have. Like he still like you know didn't win anything. I but. think at his peak he was polling um, on the gap at thirty eight percent of the popular vote. There was there was a period where basically he was campaigning and other the other candidates had not been campaigning yet, mm. and so he was he dominated the news cycle for like six months. Yeah, there yeah. was there was definitely a point where Ross Perot was in the lead. Right, yeah. like and it was there's actually I think the dollop did a yes. did a one on oh, Ross. Oh, the Perot. dollop episode about Ross Perot is great, and Gareth's Ross Perot impression is perfect. <laughs> oh my god, I, this is a thing that I need to listen. It's, to. Yeah. it's really good. It is it is super good. You can hear where like everybody is like, yeah, yeah, Ross Perot, and then just like the moment it turns of just like, oh, ooh, once he oh. starts actually talking about things, like, oh, he's like an insane thing. <laughs> yep. Like and then he leaves the race and then he comes back comes in back, because like, he thinks he has a spitting chance. <laughs> I'm uh, out. All right, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that that's so I think that was the idea was like they're gonna riff on that, but Duke does end up coming across like a current president we have indeed, and uh, and unfortunately Duke vote for Duke. Duke. All right, and then to uh, even us out, we're start we're finishing off with Siskel and Ebert and Jay this and is, Alice. This oh is the boy. most the critic episode of the critic, uh, which is like oh the God. most '90s show. Yeah, God, so, so, holy crap! The critics bad. had their own song and dance number. It was good though. Yes, and <laughs> if you don't know, Siskel and Ebert were a duo of movie critics back in the '90s. And then I think one of them died, and then is it Gene became Sisk is Gene Rob Siskel still alive? No, Siskel died ages ago. It was okay, Roger, so and then it became Roger and Ebert. But he passed away from cancer. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. so I believe Siskel away. also died from cancer. Uh -huh. uh, let's see. Yeah, um, died in 1999. Wow, yeah. okay. Old. Uh, but yes, it is. Uh, so the important thing about this is that uh, Siskel and Ebert were fans of the show. They would not do anything else, but this is the one show that they actually relented and were like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll be on this. And of course they loved it, because this entire show is like a love letter to their very niche like industry. And yeah. and when uh, Gene Siskel died in February 1999, uh, Roger Ebert did a full hour tribute to his partner in their show, which included a, the singing duet. Oh my God! Yes, critic. that duet. <laughs> I forgot about it. I like when they have a fight in the plane. <laughs> oh God, that was great. All right. Oh my God! It was a it was a scene from um they were terror at like ten thousand feet. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. So see, I'm trying to. I'm. Do you happen to have the the um the beats from this one as well? Well, the plot. I mean, the, the general plot up, summary yeah. is like Jay. They they go to the Oscars and um. Oh man, there are some '90s jokes in that one. Yeah, they, they have an entire singing number for the critics. Yep. I liked. Uh, I I liked the the joke about robot. Uh, like robot. Uh, William Shatner. Oh, is that the Shatner robot? No, that's either Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. And it was, who was the Just robot? Run... The, um, uh, yeah. What was her name? But anyway, they go to the Oscars, and Gene and uh, Siskel and Ebert have, like, a, get into a fight on the plane back, and they have a falling out. And so they're both searching for a new partner, and yep. Jay is trying to get in with both of them. Right, and but I, he's... I like the bit just hi guys <laughs> Fly, flies up in a Harrier jet. Yes. Hi, hi guy. guy. He is Venus. <laughs> yes, he is the Venus de Milo. Hi, hi guy. guy. <laughs> Shows up in the mirror. Hi, hi guy. guy. <laughs> nice and creepy. 
Um, uh, but no. yeah, then so they do the entire like dance number with the critics. Jay is going to be like they they do this entire thing where everybody does their like little jokes of like how they are, and they hold out to like and Jay Sherman who always says. And like his, you get the he's trying to bust himself out of the set, so they're just like, "All right, well the number's gone. Let's take Harris, move everything aside. All right, so the next nominee for picture, it stinks." He finally, finally, <laughs> he finally gets the door open. Yeah, um, and so it's like they're they're both searching for a new partner, and they and Jay is trying it for both of them, and it's kind of revealed that like they both search for a new partner, but they both like can't get away from wanting each other to be on their shows, mm-hmm. and yeah, they have this like Romeo and Juliet like duet and they also want to make sure that rex reed doesn't keep harassing them <laughs> hey Anyone jay but rex reed yeah hey jay it's gene siskel i've decided i want you to be my partner let me i i want to know if you're game i, I want to say the the two like episodes like the the two clips of them interviewing people to be their partners is amazing oh god and the one with with gene siskel and the devil <laughs> Like he, they're, they're supposed to be interviewing like potential candidates, and Gene Siskel's interviewing this guy, and the guy's like, and like, and even though Tim Allen might not win awards, he still makes movies that keep America smiling. How was that? And he just goes like, "You're Satan, aren't you?" No, no, that, <laughs> no. This is it. Tim oh. Allen gives that same likable performance we always love. Once again, proving Disney Pictures has that magical touch that may not yeah, always win awards, but keeps America smiling. How was that? You're Satan, aren't you? He, like, trans- you win another round, He transforms round, into the devil. Like, you win this round, Sisko. <laughs> but we shall meet again. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow, that's super timely. <laughs> oh, uh, but yes, the, the entire... You're saying ep- he's in hell? <laughs> <laughs> the entire episode, more or less, is just, you know, them breaking apart, but then realizing, like, no, they're really better together. Right. So we just need to, we need to get them... You know, back. I did like when yeah. Gene is like, inter- inter- Jane's like, oh, here, Jay, like, your hair's wrong. Put on this. And he gives him like a Roger Ebert wig. <laughs> and then he gives him the Roger I'm Ebert not- glasses. He's like, that's, no, like, that's a good point, Roger. He's like, I'm not Roger. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> this month, yeah, he's crying. <laughs> So this is very, like, if you, you've seen Roger Ebert, you know about them. This is, like, very much based on, like, kind of having having fun at their expense. It's great. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Yep, and that is our three episodes of The Critic. I enjoy it. Uh, I, these are the top three also as voted by IMDb, and I think mm. they're a good choice. Um, there are definitely some bad ones. There was like a very low-rated one where like uh, Jay is a trucker. Um, that was that I semi recall. There was I, I do remember like some other really fun or like poignant episodes. There's one where Jay so. Jay's family is like Yo, this. We haven't even. Like, he comes from like this old money, like New England family who adopted him. So he's not actually right. their their real son. And they're right. very clearly supposed to be kind of like they're kind of like Roosevelts, like like super posh. Yeah, her, her his father is like a doddering insane guy who's like clearly meant to be like a, a you know a latter day Roosevelt who we didn't or, mention. Or who we didn't mention the Duke's episode was going to be his vice president. Oh right. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Take that, Guernica. Because he, he used to be mayor of New York at some point, I governor. guess. Oh, governor. governor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I used to be governor. Yeah, so he's this like ridiculously old money character. Who has completely lost his mind. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's one episode where Jay decides to go like, you know what, I'm going to figure out who my real mother is. And actually goes down the road and it like looks for a period of time it might actually be Dolores. Oh, God. Yeah, so there's just a period of time where it's like... 
maybe you are my mom. And there's like this kind of strange heart to heart these two characters have with just like the chain smoking, like bitter mom or the, you know, bitter hairdresser and Jay where they're just like, could it really be? Turns out it isn't spoiler, but you know, it's, it's, it's a pretty like heartfelt deep episode that I remembered that I really enjoyed. It's weird though, just like, I don't know, this might've been a thing because the Simpsons tried to do this as well. Like they'll have episodes that have, a heartfelt like point to them or something like that, which is like bracketed by comedy, and it, it works to varying degrees. As I said, I remember it. It wasn't one of ours that we looked through to see like how well it held up, but I, I'd be curious. That that was another one that I remembered like stuck with me. Right. And there's mm-hmm. also one joke from so Jay has a stepsister, or I would if you're adopted, is that technically your sister? Mm. Or is it still a stepsister? No, it's your or, sister. Okay, so it's your adopted. It be, you adopted just, just like it's just your parents. It's your sister. So he has a sister, um, who of course because she's part of this, you know, just high hoity toity, um, you know, New York, um, you know, upbringing is going to be having uh, like a, a ball for her sixteenth. It's a debutante ball. Debutante ball. Thank you. Um, and there's one thing I showed Sabrina, which is that just I don't know why, but this one particular scene just drives me just it I giggle I don't know but it's the dressmaker goes to her and, and you know shoes his mom her her mom out of the room and goes like all right honey now listen we uh we dressmakers have a code of conduct so I need to understand how virginal are you because there's two things we gotta do we have white and brings up like this nice pristine like sheet of white and we have hussy white and it's like this beige color it's like eggshell white. Like, it's 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 an it's a very off white mm-hmm. it's like listen i gotta know which color we're gonna use and she just goes we're going to use white for everything but the gloves <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> <laughs> It's like, damn, all right. Wow. Yeah, she said, except the gloves. Yeah. It's real. That, that was one joke that I don't know why, but it stuck with me forever. I was like, oh, jeez. Oh, boy. So, the critic. Um, I still enjoy it. I still, uh, definitely the the pieces and dates of it. Uh, some of the jokes are dated. You know, it's a it's a cartoon out of the 90s, but I'm curious. So what are, uh, you, you are the other critic fan. Uh, listen, I like the show. I definitely see it's it's a very niche show. It's very New York. It's very, like, movie-based. The funny thing is, is that it was a show made for, like, New York and, like, people in the city. It did horrible in New York. It did horrible in cities and did well in the Midwest. Yeah, because it's like, this is what, this is what, this is what like, West, like, coastal liberals are like. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like... I liked it. It's just very dated. Uh, it does. It does hit like it hits a similar spot for me that the old Simpsons does. Um, and I, I, but I did just felt like it was so weird seeing the show because and something like, like Mags wanted to mention but they couldn't be here. And it's just like the, the the ethnic stereotypes, while not like, not like, not like a, what's the, I mean they're they're they went, to, they went disparaging. Necessary. Not necessarily disparaging, but like it's full of some serious like ethnic yeah. stereotypes. Oh, and the, we we completely glossed over like the part where Duke con- constantly thinks that Jay is gay. Well, that, oh, that, was, yes. that was my next point. Was yeah. there is a lot of like gay panic in this show, and I just mm-hmm. think that I realize like that's just a very '90s thing. It's, it is. Yeah. It's like the gay panic, as far as like they're not necessarily again not necessarily disparaging like being gay, but like the idea of like being called gay and it's this big thing. Of like, oh, no, no, I'm not gay. And, like, people thinking it. And, like, that kind of tension is, like, a big plot point. And, like, that's just a 90s thing. And it was, like, we had kind of got out of, like, 
I, I would say, I mean, clearly, like, the, the, I think the 90s is kind of when, like, it, it was becoming, it was turning a bit. It was becoming more and more publicly acceptable. It was, it was kind of normalizing at yeah, that point. Yeah, it was more and normalizing. It was, it, and that, the thing is, like, that, that whole being called gay was kind of, like, both an accusation, but it's also a bit of a taboo. It's like, oh, you're also, hey, that's exotic. It's different. Yeah, and so it's like, this. I think this is getting into the era where the gay stereotypes are still very overt, but yeah. they, 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 bec they don't become inherently, like, negative, like... Uh, the the stereotypical gay character has the affect and the voice, yeah. And they're uh, but they're like they're just kind of like a weird character. They're, they're kind of like overemphasized and stylized, to right? A certain and so like this show is just full of that. And like The Simpsons even touched on that, but they had an episode that kind of lampooned that, which was quite good. The episode with uh, with uh, John Waters, uh, that's a great Simpsons. Now you were also mentioning that there's a Simpson episode yes. with the critic. This is the weird thing is like they they did a crossover episode where this like Springfield has a film festival. And they bring in Jay Sherman, and he, he appears in Simpsons form. So he looks like he's been Simpsonified. So he's, it's kind of an odd look for him. Um, he looks more or less like he does in the critic, but he's got like the yellow skin, and he's going through the features change. So he comes there to judge their their film festival, and it's great because it's like I, I like I said I had never seen the critic before, so I'm like, what is this character? And it's a great episode, and it's like, if you've seen the Simpsons, like oh here's the context for that, and like for the people who watch the critic more, it's like oh this is so weird. I love the scene where he sits down with Rainer Wolfcastle and they're discussing his like his comedy movie. He's <laughs> like, "It is called McBain. Let's get silly. It is just me in front of a brick wall for an hour and a half." And they show the clip and it's just in front of a like st like Seinfeld stand-up style. Like, have you ever noticed how men always leave the toilet seat up? That's the joke. <laughs> and, and he'll go. And someone in the audience will go like, "You suck, McBain." He just pulls out a gun and starts shooting. And he's like, and yeah, he's like, how do you, and Jay Sherman's looking at him like, how do you sleep at night on top of a pile of money with many beautiful ladies? <laughs> <laughs> and so. also, also from that, they have the, uh, the part where like, I guess Jay goes insane after all of it. And he's yes. just, in, he's in the, the, the ward and he's insane going, it stinks. It stinks. Yes, Mr. Sherman. Everything stinks. I love when like, there's some point he, like Jay's staying with the Simpsons while he's in Springfield and they're like, Patty and Selma are talking to him and he's like, all right, Jay, you're in Hollywood. Like, tell us who's gay. And he's like, oh, I don't know, Harvey Firestein. <gasps> no. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So like, wow. And, well, then he's like, oh, come on, who else? And then uh, he's about to say, like, Homer. Uh, Homer is like trying to get it at Jay in that episode, and he whispers something into uh, Jay's ear and goes, oh, MacGyver's gay. And Patty's look like, oh, and they lean in at him. And then like the next scene is Jay Sherman like nothing but his underwear hanging from like the flagpole on their roof and he's just like dangling there and Bart rides by like, ha ha, you said MacGyver, like, you dissed MacGyver, didn't you? And he's just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's like they beat up Jay Sherman and, uh, and yeah, he, it, that's a funny episode of The Simpsons and it's really weird that there's a crossover episode. Yep. Uh, let's see, Martin, what was your feelings? I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I also agree with Eric that it is a bit of a relic of its time. So there are, some of the jokes are going to be following on the contextual cultural knowledge of the time. And so if you're not aware of it, you might, it might fly over your head. A couple of things did, um, for me at least, but otherwise I, I had a good time. This, the pacing was good. The, the quips and the dialogue was, uh, hit some pretty good. And it's still quite snappy. It's still quite snappy. And so I, 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 I quite, I quite fancied it. 
Um, of course, the ethnic stereotypes make people uncomfortable. But <laughs> if they made you comfortable, that would be the more concerning. Yeah, yeah. that's true. If you, didn't, oh. if you didn't notice it, like, oh, this, is, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you look at Ugandan knuckles and go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're <laughs> totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the collision, like you just made our meme that is that it is 2018 vintage <laughs> is now colliding with 1996 and like there's gonna be like a temporal <laughs> anomaly in here. <laughs> Memes but, are colliding. But yeah, no, it was it was good. I I quite I, I I liked it and I would probably watch more. All right, Sabrina. Um, yeah, pretty much same thing. There were some jokes that went over my head because it was like based on 90s stuff. And since I was a kid, there was, like, a lot of political stuff or stuff in the news that I wasn't really aware of because when you're a kid, you care about the news or any of that stuff. Um, but other than that, there are, like, a lot of the movie references I got because, of course, I did watch movies growing up. Um, and, no, yeah, I thought some they did have some really good jokes in there, and I'm surprised that it didn't do that well at the time. Yeah, I think it was just, it just didn't find, it was another one of those cases where it didn't find a home. Right. Um, And they did have a, so if you happen to get the DVD set that I don't recommend because it doesn't have it, uh, I believe that they also did a few more episodes that were online Mm -hmm. uh, through a particular website. I forget if it was like Adam Films or something like that, but they did a few additional episodes that are out there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where for whatever reason, I mean, it had two seasons. There's plenty of shows that did, that did just fine as two season shows. Um, of course, you know, when you compare it next to the Simpsons, that is going to be a pox on the TV till the end yeah, yeah. of time, yeah. you know, it's just like, oh, this one could have stolen a few of those years. Well, and still although be- I should say like the Simpsons had like, as I said, the stretch from like season three to 10, like a show that is like. At it, which is like killing it for seven seasons is pretty spectacular. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean it's like we'll, the, we'll always have no matter how shitty the show gets, we'll always have seasons th- uh, ten. You'll yeah. always have Troy McClure. Yes. Oh boy, taken from us too soon. Oh yeah. Ah, uh, uh, so right. Anything else? Are we good with the critic? I, th- I think so. Unless I think you have we're some good. further context for us, or. All right, well, I say that that is going to be it for this week, and how about I make a, a sudden drop proposition to the uh, to the Saturday Friends. How about Ooh. our next span actually be fan choice? All right. Oh. Or actually, well, we do know that one of the th- one of the things coming up is going to be our friend, because we do have our friend Matt coming uh, back. Ah, yes. yes. He's going to be joining us for Crawl. We are we we are getting we are getting psyched up for this movie. I, like he, he is not the only one who's recommended. Like, oh, you should totally see Crawl. So we are going to do an episode of Crawl, and we are going to do two fan choices on top of that. So let's go ahead and make Sweet. that. So next. make it. So make it good. Yes. yes. Uh, so we will put that out, and we will choose. Uh, we will choose off of the Patreon uh, what our choices will be, um, and do something that is that you guys are passionate about. All right, that takes care of us this week. Uh, let me go ahead and give love over to our Patreon friends since we have brought them up. Uh, I'm going to call out to Item Crafting, Rodea, Phoenician, Francis, Dan, and Chuck. Thank all of you for being part of our friendship network over here at the Saturday Friends Club Patreon at patreon.com slash satfriendsclub. Woo! Yay! You're good guys and ladies.
We appreciate you. Yep. And you can go over there. Uh, we do have that. We do have gifts. We do have thank yous. We do have, um, you know, the Discord group if you want to hang out and talk and chat. And, you know, we are lively on there. We definitely have item crafting on there, chatting away and sending us weird photoshops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was weird. Oh, boy. Wait, you, you can hold off on those. <laughs> We had a really good discussion on there about like uh, he he was mentioning the like some him of him or her him or her uh, yes um, about the uh, like our conversation with the wall mm-hmm. and um, some of the best and uh, best episodes that we had. So yeah. was, see, told you that that movie was worth it. It was a that's a great album. It's, it's a good album, yeah. Um, all right, and I'll take care of us. You can find us on Twitter at Sat Friends Club. You can go over to satfriendsclub.com, which is the website that, that hosts all this. Uh, and we will be back next week for more Sat Friends Jubilance. More Sat Friends Jubilance. We're going to have flan. We're going to have flan. Flan. We will catch you next episode. Till then, sleep well, everyone. Goodbye. Buenas noches. It stinks.